Hello, on today's episode of Teaching Your Toddler, we welcome Dr. Drayvon James. She's the founder of Everyday Peace and hosts a weekly radio show called Everyday Peace on Unity Radio. She is also a speaker, life coach, and the author of a book, Freedom is Your Birthright. She spent 30 years as a pharmacist, and she is also an inspirational speaker, author, and actress, including a recurring role on HBO's The Wire. She's also the mother of two children. Thanks, and welcome to the show. Hi, this is Mary Jo Tinling from Teaching Your Toddler, and today we have a very special guest, Dr. Drayvon James, with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I know that you have an, a vast amount of life experience and some really, really great uh, things to talk about, and I hope we can get into that. But one of the things that I would love to talk about right away is for moms who have just insane lives and and that just comes along with the territory of having little kids or any kind of kids really i mean you know they're being pushed one way and the other they don't have they a lot of times they don't get to do the things they want to do um they have to give up things like their career or their own time or whatever um tell us a little bit about the ways that you have for moms to sort of fight that that storm you say and and sort of you know how do we live with that and then how do we sort of come out on the other side with our our sanity intact oh mary jo i'm so glad you asked that question because uh, although my kids are now older but it's one of the questions that every mom has is like how do i make the right decision and so i just want to answer that question that the right decision is the decision that works for you. It's not the decision that works for your the other mom and your mom's group or that worked for your sister. It's the right decision that works for you in your household where you can still feel whole. And I don't think we talk about that a lot with moms. And it's so very important that the mom needs to feel whole. Why? So that she can produce children who feel whole, right? Chaos, as we call it, you know, a lot of things happening at one time as a part of the journey, whether you're a dad, whether you're a college student or in elementary school, right? There's a lot of things always going on at one time in life. That's just what it is. But the thing that we can really teach young people as mothers is how to prioritize feeling whole in this moment and making a decision, what I call my true north decisions from this place of wholeness. Like, you know, I could do this or I could do that, but this is the thing. All of, all of it seems good and all of it seems impossible maybe, but this path right here makes me feel whole. If that is in this moment, just being a mom and putting the career to the side and, say, and having people look at you and say, I can't believe it. I can't believe you went to school and you got a doctor degree and you got all this and you got to put it all aside to raise a child. And if that's the journey that makes you feel whole, be prioritizing that or being on the other end and saying, you know what, I put this in and I really want to teach my children that, yes, you can be a mom and you can be a career person. And knowing that each path will have its own challenges. It's not like you said you, you get down one path and say, oh, but if I had done the other path, I wouldn't have problems. You'll have challenges no matter which path. The, the point of the matter is to pick the path where you feel whole and teach that feeling to your children to go through life, prioritizing balance and wholeness in each stage. How do you think that moms can sort of do that? I, I really am I'm intrigued by the true north. And, and by that, you mean like in your gut, you know that you're comfortable with that and that's good. Is, is that what you mean by true north? 
Well, you know, I think as a mom, that that feeling that we're looking for, that maybe we got when we were in college or when we got married, like, I just know this is it. I don't know, having been in this journey as a mom for 20 years, that that feeling ever comes across when you're dealing with another person and it has all these little sideways things that could go either way. So uh, not so much talking about having a feeling like, oh, I know, Eureka, I've hit the point. Not that. The feeling is actually knowing that this space right here, when I when I look at this journey, I get a feeling that feels whole. And that's really being out of the head and into the body because we spend so much of our time trying to analyze things and uh, pros and cons. This wholeness is really asking you to go into the space, into the body, out of the head and saying what resonates with me in my gut. If there were no right, yeah, if there were no right or wrong, what resonates with me and my gut? And being able to teach that to children is priceless. To say, go into that space where there's no right or wrong and listen to what your body says. We're not at the calculations, we're not to the hows yet. You know, we, we'll get to the how we're gonna make this work, how are we gonna do this? But before we even get to there, we've got to know what resonates as as right for me. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. We don't teach people how to do that. You know, I, I so wish that somebody had explained that to me as a young person so that I could have learned how to trust that straight away as I grew into bigger and bigger decisions in life. Oh, me too. I, I, I came about it the hard way. And I would like to say, too, that I think I wasn't even there, hadn't spent many, many years studying what I call peace. I wasn't there when I heard my, had my first child. I was still in my head, you know, being analytical. And it was just when I had my second child that I said, I can't teach this form of intelligent chaos to people who are going to go out into the world. I really, from another place, from another, this is there's always going to be a lot of things happening, but it does not have to be this total mind thing where we're so confused and we're always so stressed. Mm-hmm. This right or right, the mind is always looking for right or wrong, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, the black and white. Is that what you mean yeah. by that surrendering and in, in peace and just being comfortable? <sighs> yeah, absolutely. And and in surrendering in peace, and I'm so happy that you use the word comfortable because it's anything but comfortable. Right, because we're we're not wired that way because of how we're trained to operate in society, right? Maybe we come to Earth, maybe we're wired that way when we first get here, but there's this consistent training that says, you know, if you're to be comfortable, then you have to have all this mind activity, you better have all these pros and cons, and it's gotta line up and it's gotta make sense. So in essence, what we have to do is deprogram that thinking when we become a mom in order to really do this from a place of peace, because whatever we're doing, here's here's the thing that really got me going, is that I took a real good look at where I was and said, whatever I'm doing here, I'm actually modeling this for my children, right? I'm not modeling whether or not I went back to work or whether or not I stayed home, I'm modeling how, what is the process for making a decision? And then where's the flexibility in making a change if there needs to be one? How much angst and stress am I willing to put into this? Or am I willing to say, this resonates with mommy right now? Mm-hmm. And, because, and because my higher good in this family is to operate from a place of service, right? That's what moms do, from a mm-hmm. place of service. So my higher good is to operate from a place of service. I trust that. I trust that. And this feels in, in 
in my gut area where there's more nerve endings in the brain anyway, right? In my gut area, this feels, or wherever you do your feeling, sometimes it's in my shoulders, wherever it is in my body. But when I sit in this space and I watch and I do these body scans, I tell people about, I start at the, the sole of my feet and I just ponder the question very loosely, whatever it is. You know, sometimes they're really big questions and sometimes they're questions, do I use it this pediatrician? Do I use that pediatrician? They're both great pediatricians, but you know, whatever the questions are, this school or that school. And I just sit and I wait and see what, how, what, what, what does it feel like? It's a, big, it's a big difference between making, and there's some brain activity that will have to take place, but it really can't take place first. You've got to go deeper than that first. The brain is not the deepest source of information or intelligence. So we go, once we make a decision, then we go to the brain and we say, okay, now how do we do this? So tell me a little bit more about that. So you you said you start with the, the sole of your feet and you sort of move up and just kind of see how it feels as you're making that, like you said, the question in your mind. How does that work through your body? Oh, yes. I like to spend a little bit of time there, right? So just let's just say we're dealing with what school to use. That was a big issue of mine. Um, and I would just sit and realize that I'm all nerved up and, and you know, this, I have this nervous energy behind my eyes and in my head about picking a school for my child. And then I would just sit and surrender and say, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling so nervous and, and scared that I'm going to make the wrong decision. I would to become aware of that, that I have that feeling. And then I would sit, put both of my feet flat on the floor. If I could be outside in the yard, even better, because being grounded on the earth. But if I was in the house, I'd have both of my feet on the floor. And I would just say, now, how do you feel about whatever school A is, and I would just go through the soles of my feet. Did I feel anything there? Up the ankles, up the calves, up the kneecaps, and the thighs, and just waiting for a feeling. Because what I know is that the body never lies. The mind is very, very crafty. It can talk us into a lot of things, but the mind never lies. And so what I'm looking for is I'm going up the body, and I do start the soles of my feet, and I go up to the crown of my head. What I'm looking for, is there any tension there? around that decision. Is there anything? And usually for me, I would feel it like in my shoulders, in the back of my shoulders. I said, oh, there's something there. I wouldn't try to ask like what it is. This is, I would just be aware. Oh, I feel something there. And then I'd go to the next school and I would just sit. This seems like it takes a long time. And in the beginning, it did take me a long time. And I know that as moms, we're always in a rush. And that was something that I had to learn is that I didn't also want to give that anxiety energy to my children. This anxiety of always being forced and everything has to be fast and we got to eat the snack fast. We got to get the juice fast. I wanted to slow things down. And when I sat like that, I let these answers come to my, you know, OK, we're going to use the, the school down the street. And then it was the idea, OK, well, that school cost this amount of money. Now, that's when my brain kicks in and says, OK, now how are you going to do that? But mm -hmm. I, had to make, I had to make the decision first within me. And here's what I also know. Intuitively, every mom does that. It's just that our mind, we engage our mind so quickly that we don't realize that we do that. That, that intuition that we talk about, we, we engage the mind so quickly that we don't give the intuition a time. We're like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. right. we're, we're doing that all the time. We're doing it all of the time. Absolutely. And discounting that. I, I really like, like you said, the body never lies. And, 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 you know, you'll know when you make the right decision or you don't, you know, cause your body will tell you I, that's, that's so cool. That's 
it, it kind of goes along. I was reading in your book, um, Freedom is Your Birthright. I was reading about how you made this shift in the way you spoke, um, that you changed yourself from maybe dwelling a little bit more on the negative side into the positive side. And, and that's kind of, it goes along with what you were just talking about with our brains, right? Our brains teach us and tell us and they rule a lot of times right so tell us a little bit about how that you know how did you make that shift and and is there a an appropriate time when you can complain like is there an appropriate time to get together with your girlfriends and just say oh my gosh this sucks oh my gosh all the time because i mean just it's how you do it though right so i'll tell you about the time it was so difficult for me to get there too because i realized that so much of my life i worked as a pharmacist in healthcare for 30 years and so much of my life was surrounded about, you know, unfortunate events happening, right? And so a lot of my conversations centered about around unfortunate events, whether they were personal or professional. It was a lot of unfortunate conversation all of the time. And I thought, well, I'm not going to say another negative thing. If, if something unfortunate was happening, I was going to have to force myself either not to say anything about it or to find some, I do realize I have the words for it now, but to find something to be grateful for in that moment. And so it took me a long time. I would be so awkward at first. You know, I didn't even want to complain about the weather. And eventually I learned that I could tell you that as a mom that, you know, I had two two toddlers at home and I hadn't slept in X number of days. I don't know, last time I showered and I was really feeling really overwhelmed. And I could say that from a place that one, I'm aware that this is my physical, this is what's going on. And two, I'm also aware that this is what's going on because I have been given the gift of two amazing children. So saying it and framing it in that in that place for me, one, the awareness, acknowledging that something is making me uncomfortable. You know, I would like to take a shower, I would like to have to sleep more than two consecutive hours, right? <laughs> so I was very uncomfortable. But so I would say that this, I honor myself of being able to acknowledge that. And then here is the most beautiful part of that. Because I honored that and I was aware that there was something to be grateful for, then my automatically, my ego would calm down where all that stress is and my creativity would rise and say, now this is how you have this wonderful experience and get to take a shower tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Some, cre- some, creative, some creative energy would start to spark because I honored and I chose to choose my words. And I chose to choose my conversation in such a way that I made being grateful. Well, that's a big great. part of this experience. Mm-hmm. Because it really can change your heart. That's why there's so many um, thankfulness journals and things like that on the market now, right? Right, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't be thankful and really, really angry and really, really, um, you know, uh, just overwhelmed because that can happen, right? You know, we, you're, as a mom, we know that better than anybody. You just absolutely love your experience as a mom, you know, with everything you have. And yet it can be the most frustrating experience ever because you feel like it's two steps forward. And a thousand steps backwards, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to honor in that moment and say, this is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm experiencing. And this is what I'm grateful for. Oh, my gosh. Even as I say it right now, it makes me want to close my eyes and say, yeah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If this world's okay, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And we need that reassurance now. It's, sometimes it seems like it's not. 
Yeah, it really can be. I remember those years when you think about turning little people over, um, you know, and, and introducing them to the world. And you're like, well, this is wrong with the world. This is wrong with the world. This is wrong with the world. You're like, no, just stay home. But then you, you, when you get to that place of saying, yes, I do. I'm aware that these things are going on. And I'm also so grateful to have the opportunity to pour my values into this little person and to, to watch them navigate life and make, and make their mark on the world and their contribution. This is an honor and a privilege to have this experience. A lot of that anxiety and that worry energy just starts to subside. Absolutely. All about the language. Yeah, the language is important. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that a lot of times we forget that we, we really are, the, the kids reflect us. They reflect on us. They do. They, because that's all they know. That's all they see is their, the, you know, the adults in their life. And, and so it, it's important to remember what, what precedence or what example you're showing your kids, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, th- this leads me to my next thing about perfection, right? Because as moms, my goodness, don't we just want to do it all right? We want, <laughs> we want, we want, we want to... Mm-hmm. Get everything right, and and that takes us out of our peace, right? And so that whole thing of wholeness and what what resonates with me is wholeness moment is knowing that a large part of my job as a mom is to model and teach how to forgive and how to forgive yourself first and how to start over twenty six thousand times a day because you're allowed to make make so-called mistakes and restart and make certain decisions and uh, what I call backpedaling. I tell my kids, we're going to backpedal now because mommy rethought that, you know, I, I, I realize that that's not going to be the best thing for us, but teaching that and teaching how to do that in grace, mm-hmm. right. It's all part of staying in this place of peace and, and in the midst of so-called chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's good to, you know, especially when they're young, because the mistakes that we that they make, the kids especially, when they're young are are little and that's why they're little. And as they grow older, their mistakes get bigger. So teaching them how to how to do that, you know, gracefully and be able to rethink things like that with with grace and with with an open mind, I think would is really, really important to teach them to set them up for success as they get older. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there will be, you know, I have a 20 year old um, and she says, mom, life is just one, you know, (laughs) problem after the other. And I said, well, that's one way to look at it. Right. Life is a series of growing opportunities. Right. You're going to get the the more adventurous you are with your day, the more growth opportunities you're going to have in a day. And nobody knows that better than a mom. You know, if you have uh, two children who are total opposites of each other, and you're trying to navigate that, possibly a career, run a household and, and a marriage, and there are going to be lots of, uh, as my 20-year-old says, one problem after another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are going to be lots of growth opportunities there. And I would say from my own journey, 90% of them on a good day, I had to go back and say, ah, oh, you know what, if I got to do this day over again, I would have I would have not said that I would have said this, but just allowing myself the grace of saying, but I choose to forgive myself and I choose to use that as an opportunity because that that experience, whatever it is, is going to cycle around it. The same. We keep having the same experiences. Right. That's what life is. These mm-hmm. duplicate experiences. It's going to cycle around again. And the next time it cycles around, I'm going to be conscious long enough to want to appreciate that I'm in this growth opportunity 
and mm. two, have my true heart express itself instead of my fear. Mm-hmm. True heart, not fear. That's yeah, that's really good. I mean, they say the definition definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over and and thinking that you're going to have a different outcome. But when you have that heart approach, like you said, it's it's just going to you'll realize that in the moment, right? Yeah, you realize it in the moment. But that's if we open our eyes. And that's the beautiful thing of having um, toddlers, right, is to be able to see. They notice everything. I remember when my daughter was, it was my son, we were walking someday, taking a little walk. And he bent down and he picked up this little piece of grass in the crack of the sidewalk. Now, as an adult, would I have even slowed down long enough to, he admired it first, right? Here it is, you know, and we hear stories about that, you know, blade of grass growing in the cement, right? We mm-hmm. see it as, as adults and we get annoyed. Oh, someone's got to take care of that. But yeah. he, admired, he admired it at first and he saw it from a different perspective and he slowed down. And so many things that our toddlers do throughout the day is really a way of reminding us, this is a pacer. This is here to slow us down. This is a pacer. This is here for us to take a breath. In this moment right here, you know how your kid will come to you and ask you the most ridiculous thing in the middle of what seems like a horrible situation. You know, the phone is ringing, the stuff is frying, on a, bubbling over on the stove. Mm-hmm. But this is a pacer. This is an opportunity to move yourself from that experience and shut everything down and be in this moment. Awesome. It It is so funny how like my kids are getting older now and the things that they'll remember from childhood is like, wow. I, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Like you said, the, that he notices that little blade of grass. I wonder if he even still would remember it now, but the things that they do remember are, are things that we like pass right over. So I, I like how you can just slow that down and, and just, you know, yep. They, yeah, and acknowledge and it, right. Right. And use everything that shows up when we're talking about like navigating the storm, because there's so many things in the midst of the storm that have come to rescue us that we just take for granted. And one of the one of the things is is the toddler. Right. Mm-hmm. It's come to rescue us. It's come to say here here in this moment, I'm all you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. We try to do like if you were me, I try to do the laundry, cook the dinner, baby on mm-hmm. the back. Right. And it's not right. working. And that, and that whole situation is saying, Mom. In this moment, here I'm the pacer. Mm-hmm. In this moment, I'm all that you can do. And mm-hmm. we need that. We need that breath. We need that mm-hmm. time. It's it definitely doesn't last long. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It may seem or it seems like it lasts forever, but it's gone in the blink of the eye. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've always said that I, I think that God makes them small so that they're they're easy to take care of in the beginning and then they get bigger and harder as they grow up. But we grow up with them, right? Like we get we figure out how to make that work too. I know it's so funny. I just told my daughter that today. I said, you know, it's so I didn't realize how easy it was when you were a toddler. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. you know, they get they get bigger and you know they introduce more people into your world and there are still pacers there. There are still things that are happening that would say, Trayvon, that if you put your attention here, I'll draw you right back to the present moment where all the all of the answers are in this present moment for this present moment. But because they're so much larger, if you may miss out on those if you don't take the time now to really, I think, get that muscle working about realizing that the peace in the storm 
is happening in the midst of the storm. It only takes for us to adjust our focus. Mm-hmm. And that body scan technique for everything. I, I, I used to do that, Mary Jo, for everything. I'd sit and be bouncing the toddler on, on my knee and I'd have my feet flat on the ground. And I would mm-hmm. say, what am I feeling right now? Just to bring myself pre- present because you can get overwhelmed really quickly. You know, mm-hmm. it can happen when you have the baby crying and oh, mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff happening, all the decisions that have to be made. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely intend to use that exercise because I know, I mean, I have trouble making decisions now. And, and to be able to just check in with my whole body like that, I think that's an incredibly good exercise for everyone, not just moms of toddlers, everybody. Absolutely. I, I use it for everything, too. I, I use it professionally. I use it. I'm like, OK, let me see what my body says and then we'll go from there. Not the head first. We're, we're tricked into believing that the head can do it. The head's just mm-hmm. the executor. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I just, I so appreciate your taking the time before we go. What, what sort of one last piece of advice or, or one last nugget would you give the listeners of, uh, of our show today? Oh, absolutely. And this is that in this moment, you are equipped to do what this moment requires. And in the next moment, you will be equipped to do what's required for the next moment. Live in this moment. Thank you so much. That's amazing. How can people find out more about you and find out uh, find find you on um, out in the electronic world? Well, if you visit my website, which is www.drdrdravonjames.com, um, you'll find everything about me. I have a radio program that comes on once a week, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it'll just keep, I'm giving away a free uh, uh, seven-day challenge uh, podcast. So training class, I said so many things to say, training video. Uh, so you can find all about that on my website at www.drdravonjames.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I will put that link in our show notes so the folks could find you. And again, I so appreciate you coming on today. I hope we can have you on again. I would love to hear some more um, more things about you and uh, more ways that you can teach our moms how to how to deal with life. Thank you. I'd love to share. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.